You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. While you're turning there, I'll uh, share a little bit of where this came from. Uh, I was driving down the road maybe about a week and a half ago, and uh, sometimes I feel like maybe I'm a dinosaur, you know, not too many of us left that feel this way, but I kind of felt uh, overcome by what all's going on in our society, and I'm not going to go there. I think if you, uh, unless you got your head buried in the sand, you'll see the things that's going on in our country. And uh, I was talking to God out loud while I was driving my car or the truck. And uh, I said these words. I said, God, don't allow me to come overwhelmed, become overwhelmed, uh, to just get consumed um, uh, with what, you know, the things that are taking place throughout our country and, and, and diff- many, many, many different things. And uh, the Holy Spirit, I believe, just uh, started speaking to me about Noah and his, and his day. And uh, I drive pretty fast, I'm gonna be honest, I got a lead foot. And, uh, but I found myself driving a little faster to get back to the church and get my Bible. And I just sat down, uh, I don't know, it was about a week and a half ago, or maybe two, and I just started reading in Genesis. And so I want to share with you, I, I just sat down, I laid a couple commentaries out on my desk, and I just started uh, writing some things and reading some things. And uh, I didn't title this until, I believe it was yesterday, uh, I titled it A, a Righteous Man. Um, again, I, I'll ask you to stand with me uh, for a moment uh, as we read the Word of God. A righteous man. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 through 8, and and I really don't know why the Lord didn't give this to me two weeks from now on Father's Day. It saved me a lot of hard work. Uh, But for some reason, I know I'm supposed to share this today. And before I forget, Darlene Piles is with us today. Been with us over 20 years and moved to Florida and got cancer and went through a tremendous battle, tremendous battle and by God's grace uh, uh, he's our healer and he totally healed her and she is cancer free and she is here amen praise God she said pastor my hair's even growing back I, I wasn't worried about her hair I did notice one thing it's not the same color it used to be amen so let's look at this and, and let's learn from this. I know we're probably anxious to get out in the sunshine today, but let's, let's learn. I, I, want, I want you to learn something. Genesis chapter six, verse five through eight. And God saw that the wickedness of man was so great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented, listen to this, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. Isn't that sad? When you really think about that, that that, that ought to hurt your heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air 
for it repenteth me that I have made man, excuse me, that I have made them. But verse eight says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I don't want you to ever think that, uh, that I'm any different than you. You know, I have uh, days that I'm, I get a little down and stress and different things, uh, but I'm so appreciative of our worship team because uh, they encourage me. Um, uh, that prayer encourages me. Uh, but I want to share with you what I believe God has laid on my heart. If we go back now to Genesis chapter one, we just read in Genesis chapter six, and, and I don't know the exact time frame there, but it wasn't a tremendous amount of time. Um, in Genesis chapter one, verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So six days and he had made everything and it was what? Very good. Now just a short period of time, I think maybe a few hundred years, uh, uh, human sin had entered into the world in, in such an overwhelming way that God said back in Genesis 1 that everything he seen was very good. Now God sees that man's wickedness is the thing that is great in the earth. Isn't it amazing? In just a little short period of time, civilization and, and society were developing along uh, what we would call maybe two streams. Uh, those streams being two lines of people. There's two lines of people, two streams. Uh, one is the godly people and the second is the ungodly. Nothing's ever changed. Uh, so this passage, uh, it actually covers the corruption of the godly line, uh, the, the believers, those who followed God. So what, what happened uh, that, that just in a short period of time, things changed so very much? Uh, well, the married believers, those that uh, were, were believers, uh, began to marry the ungodly. I guess maybe they thought they could change them. Does anyone know what I'm talking about in the house? Those who followed God began to marry uh, the unbelievers who neglected, who denied God, and who lived uh, an unrighteous uh, life. So the result was the same as it always has been since then, down through history, that the ungodly pulled the godly down, uh, leading them into a life of sin and wickedness. And I was sharing this with Pastor Micah and, and he shared with me one time that, that he stood up on a, like a platform and you know, all, you know, he's, man, he's just a man's man. It, and he, isn't he pretty too and all that, you know, and, he, and he's built real good. Uh, Andy, Andy, what, what, what are you doing there? And, um, he said he stood and he's strong and he had a, a young child about 80 pounds uh, down beneath him and, and that young child could pull him down easier than he could pull. So you see, the ungodly is going to pull you down uh, if you're not careful. That's why the Bible even instructs us uh, uh, the ungodly will pull the godly down, leading them into a life of sin and a life of wickedness. Uh, so the Bible 
Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness? Now, I'll be honest with you. I've read that all my life. I've heard preachers preach about it. And I just thought that, you know, mainly it was speaking about a marriage, but it's not only talking about a covenant between a man and a woman in marriage. It's talking about uh, everyday life. What does light have to do with dark? We should not be unequally yoked, uh, no matter what. Maybe not only in a marriage, uh, but just out there in, in a partnership, in a business, uh, hanging around people. And I got to thinking, Michelle, about my family and everybody that we hang around with. I, I don't. I can't name one family that's a non-believer that, that I'm associated. I'm friendly to everybody, but I'm just not going to hook up with everybody because if you're not careful, sooner or later, uh, they're going to pull you down. And while I'm there, young ladies and young men, you better hear me. God's got a plan for your life, and your plan uh, is to be hooked up with another child of God. Marriage can be tough, but it's a whole lot tougher if you're walking, you know, well, I'm just going to go ahead and marry old Johnny because I, I'm, I'm going to change him. Uh, you better look for somebody else. Oh, I'm going, I ain't getting no help here today. But Paul, Paul's warning for what partnership is there between light and darkness. Uh, there's a warning of being bound up together with non-Christians, not, not only in a marriage. Uh, maybe I need to move on, but I've planted that seed. You need to look uh, at what you're doing because God wants you to have a great life and, and God's way is always best. Can somebody in the house of God say amen? God's way is always best. Uh, so the godly line became corrupted so the corrupted that God had the corruption that God had to destroy, it was so bad, he had to destroy the whole human race. In verse five, it said, God saw the man's wickedness was great upon the earth. Wickedness began to multiply and it just kept multiplying. Uh, do you hear me? More and more sin. Uh, a society was becoming more lawless and crime ridden and immoral. Morality and corruption were increasing more and more every year. Does it not almost sound like today? Uh, but uh, I'm so uh, thankful that, that God is still in control. Do you hear me? Even though it gets heavy on me and when we show a picture of a young man that, that, that was murdered, do you hear me? Uh, but I'm still reminded that God still sits on the throne and God is still in control and sin uh, may be running rampant but the grace of God and the power of God and there's coming a day that there'll be no more pain and no more sorrow and no more death and no more party. There'll be no more murder. The Lord will return. Take us all home. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. The Bible says that their very imaginations and the thoughts of these were continually evil. Man's mind Man's mind was flooded with thoughts and imaginations that were self-centered. I, I, I pray that we ask ourselves these questions today. Are we self-centered? Are we self-centered? 
self-seeking. The Bible said during this time that their minds were self-exalting and prideful, covetous, full of greed, condemning and judgmental. And I'll pick up from there in a moment, judgmental and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and pricked my heart and said, you're judgmental. And I didn't say, I'm not judgmental. Yes, you are. And, and you know, I'm the old school and, and I, it just bothers me to see uh, some of the way uh, people are dressing and, and, and the things that are, they're putting on their bodies and, and just uh, the paintings of their hair and, and all these other things. And, and I'm, I'm just being honest with you this morning. The Holy Spirit said, you are judgmental. He don't look at the outward appearance. Uh, God looks on the heart. Uh, so your pastor had to repent. Uh, and I got a feeling I ain't the only one in the house uh, that may be a little bit judgmental. And uh, I said, God, forgive me. And it still bothers me. Uh, do you hear me? I don't understand it. Uh, I really don't. Uh, but I'm more concerned about their soul and their hearts. Do you hear me? Somebody in the house, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise uh, for the spirit of conviction. Uh, Spirit of conviction, convict us all, God. Hallelujah. So I got past the judgmental part. Their minds were negative and attacking, bitter and hateful, sexual and immoral, lustful, our minds, our minds, my mind. Your mind is bombarded with negative and evil thoughts constantly. It's a battle in our minds even when I'm praying at times, I've got to stop and say, God, help me to take captive my thoughts. Does anybody in the house struggle with that? Anybody? Can you just be honest? Got a whole bunch of liars here also. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your mind won't be transformed for the good by hanging around the unbelievers. Your mind will be transferred, transformed by reading your Bible and praying and worshiping God, fellowshipping with like-minded people, Verse six, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. Here we have, God regrets that he ever made man. Wow. And I've read that all my life, my Christian life, but it just really, really grabbed a hold of me because man was bringing sin into the universe and it was just being multiplied and multiplied because man's wickedness was cutting the heart of God. And I, I made myself a little note there after, but right before I came in this morning, am I cutting the heart of God when I'm judgmental? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's not talking to you. God is wearied by man's sin. My sin, your sin wearies God. That ought to help us to stop sinning if we really grasp that. God is wearied by man's sin in Isaiah 43 and 24. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. 
God judged and he condemned man to be destroyed, wiped off of the face of the earth, both man and all animals. Chapter 6, verse 8, but, somebody say but, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God remembered his grace and he preserved Noah and God had promised from the beginning, promised to Adam and Eve that a godly seed of believers through whom a savior would come and deliver man from the sin and the death of this earth. And there was one, one that remained true to God until the day of his death. I'll read it again, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But one, one lived righteous. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And the Holy Spirit began speaking to me. You got your eyes on everything around that's going on that's corrupt. But there is still more than one that are walking the walk. Do you hear me? And I'm in a room with a whole bunch of them. Isn't it amazing? Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts here today. Noah believed that God was going to preserve a godly people. He believed that or he would have never built the ark. Do you hear me? And he believed that God was going to send a savior for those people and through those people. Therefore, God showered his grace and his favor upon Noah. Wow. Noah was saved. And how was he saved? He was saved by grace through faith in the coming savior. Saved by grace but if he didn't have the faith to believe what God told him, he wouldn't have been saved. You and I saved the same way. In Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. My goodness, note that back when Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, this is the first time that grace or favor is mentioned in the Bible. Every single person is saved just like Noah. By the grace of God through faith in the promised seed, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. No other way but by faith Listen to Romans 3 and 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The only way that man can be justified and made right with God is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not through a church membership, not through baptism, not through denomination. There is only one way and that is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and there is no other way. Give God a great hand clap. Genesis 6 and 9, these are the generation of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation and Noah walked with God. And I wanted to research that last four words, Noah walked with God. Noah was exceptionally obedient to God and the Holy Spirit just began speaking to me, just be obedient to me. That's, you wanna have a successful life? 
You want to have everything that God has for you. Just be obedient and just surrender and say, God, here I am. God, I'm going to live my life the way you have instructed me. How many struggle with that? You know the right way, but you'd rather go your way. Is there anyone besides me in the house that could be honest and say, yeah, I've struggled with that. I'm still struggling with that. Hey, let's just surrender and say, God, here I am. God, I want to be obedient to you. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Well, the Hebrew word for perfect or blameless does not mean sinless. It does not mean perfection. It means without blemish. It means blameless before others. I've had people tell me in my life, I don't care what other people think about me. Well, I do. I do. And as I research that, that all the wickedness and all the people, all the corruption, they look at Noah and they knew he was a righteous man. How's other people see you? Noah was a moral man. He had good character. You can read on. He messed up big time. But God always picks us up with his grace. He was a person of purity and integrity and honesty. Noah was a complete believer, a mature believer. When others looked at Noah, they saw a good man. They saw a person who lived just what he was professing. What does others see when they see you and I? When others looked at Noah, they knew he lived what he preached. Can you imagine being everything that God wants you to be? Are you? Am I? I think we got a ways to go, amen? He wants us to be complete and mature Christians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go back to verse 9 in chapter 6. Noah walked with God. Noah reared when he walked with God. He also reared a godly family. Verse 10 says, Noah beget three sons. If you go back a few verses, I don't remember exactly, but those same words were there. Why was that mentioned twice? In a matter of just a few verses, why was that mentioned twice? It was to show us that Noah, his godly Influence his godly example ministered to his sons. What example are you putting before your children? Noah's children, when they see Noah, 
They knew their dad was a godly man. I could stand up here and do what I do on Sunday mornings, but if I go home and live like a heathen in my household, my children, it will influence them in a negative way. You can sing in the choir, you can us, you can drive the church bus, you can do whatever, but in your own home, your kids and your wife know if you are the same individual. And if he hadn't been a righteous man when everybody else was mocking him when he was building an ark in the middle of nowhere where there was no water his children would have said you are one foolish man you are an idiot you you just live like a heathen and now you're out here putting on a show and they would have never followed him but they stuck right beside their dad because their dad was living the right life and he influenced them and then they were saved too and their wives and they were brought into the safety of the ark and that's the same way it is as for me in my house I'll choose uh, we choose to serve the Lord devil you can't have my oldest boy you can't have my youngest son you can't have my daughter you can't have my grandchildren because Pappy and Grammy is going to live Grammy you like that is going to live uh, the way uh, that we should live in right standing with God anybody in the house uh, like to serve the devil notice the Today, that as for you and your house, you let the world go crazy, but I ain't going with the world. You let the world do whatever they want to do, but as for me and my house, we're going to walk with God. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Some of you wouldn't stand up if you hit the lottery. (laughs) Woo! God, God saved the whole family. I like it. I mean, you'll get together and have a woo contest after a while. Genesis chapter six, verse 18. But with thee will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark Thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy son's wives with thee. I want you to remember that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Righteousness. Second Peter 2 and 5, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Preaching. I can't even imagine what people were saying about him while he was preaching and building, huh? He wasn't building down by the sea. There was none. He he just out in the middle of nowhere. Have you lost your mind, huh? Genesis chapter six, verse 11. And the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence and God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all the flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Not just a few, this is what really got me, not just a few, but everybody was corrupted, but Noah. I'm gonna read several verses. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come. Before me, the end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence, 
through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. He said, Noah, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. The breadth of it is 50 cubits and the height of it is 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above and the door one. The door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with the lower, second, and the third story shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all the flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, and thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shall thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all the food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee. He's a provider. He's a way maker, as we already heard today. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Stand with me this morning. The Bible says that Noah had great faith, so his faith is so great that he's listed in the Hall of Fame in the book of Hebrews. The things God called upon Noah, the things that God called upon Noah to believe are unbelievable, what he asked Noah to do. And Noah was just obedient. How come we struggle with just being obedient, Jim? The things God called upon him was just incredible. The first thing that he had to have faith that God was going to destroy everything. Can you imagine that? You're standing there and God's telling you to build an ark because I'm going to destroy everything. Would you believe that? Pastor Rita, would you believe that? You'd like to think you would. Boy, you put a spin on that, didn't you? <laughs> oh boy, I could have said something there too, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Second thing, no, I had to believe God's command. Not only did he have to believe that God was going to destroy everything, he had to believe that God told him to build an ark. Wow. All the cubits. 150 yards long, 25 yards wide, and 15 yards high. Verse 14, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Runes shalt thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. The Hebrew word for pitch, kofer, is the same word for atonement. Atonement. It means to cover. Anybody covered in the house? Oh, Jesus. 
during the altar call, we're going to see 600 people saved. <laughs> the pitch is this. The pitch sealed the ark and made it secure from the destruction and from the judgment that was to fall upon the earth. In this pitch is a type or a picture of Christ. The blood of Christ seals the believer against the destruction and the judgment that every person has to face in the future. Now I ask you again, is there anybody covered in the house? Come on, bless the Lord. The Bible speaks about the door in verse 16, I believe. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, this door, the door. One door in the ark pictures this. There is only one way to God. One way to God. Only one door that leads to safety. Only one door that leads to security of God's salvation. John chapter 10 verse 9. I am the door, Jesus said. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. In John 14 and 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Let the world tell you whatever they want to tell you. Let the world tell you you can live however you want to live. But Jesus said there is only one way. He is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. Go ahead and give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. I said Acts. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Noah had to believe God meant destruction, that God was going to bring a flood of water upon the earth and destroy the earth. In verse 17, and behold, even I, I do bring a flood of water. Noah had to believe that there was a flood and there was judgment that was definitely coming. Uh, even I, God himself, the mighty God, you and I had better believe uh, that you and I will face judgment of God. Judgment, judgment is coming and cannot be escaped. Do you hear me? Let me take a moment and find something here in Matthew chapter 25 verse 31. Jesus said, when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats uh, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left hand then shall the king say unto them on his right hand come ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Over in verse 41, then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Then we jump down to verse 36, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. I don't know about you, but I'm not 
not going left. I'm going right. I don't know about you, but I don't look like a goat, but I look like a sheep. I got the lamb of God that went to the cross of Calvary and gave his life and the blood was shed and I've crossed through the blood and I've been pitched. I've been covered by the blood of the lamb of God. So if the whole world goes to hell in a handbasket, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Get your head up. Your redeemer draweth nigh. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Noah, Noah was able to rest. I got to rest, Lord. I don't mean from preaching. I got to rest in my daily walk through this journey in this wilderness. I got to rest knowing that no weapon formed against me shall prosper and my family is pitched and covered by the blood of Jesus and devil, you can't touch us. Noah was able to rest in the glorious promises of God that God would save him save him through the flood and eternally through the coming seed and the savior of the world. Psalms 37 and 39, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is our strength in the time of trouble. Acts chapter two, verse 21, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I wrote down here these words, close. Close with verse 22 of chapter six of Genesis. Thus did Noah, according to all that commanded him, that God commanded him, so did he. Matthew chapter seven, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Go back to verse 22. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Then I made myself another note. You know what it said? Close. Close. But of that day, this is in red, Jesus is speaking. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. Know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son man be, Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. In that time, they were all just having a good time, just having a good time. And they didn't heed the preaching. They thought he was crazy. I hear this now, people say, it's been over 2,000 years and the Lord hadn't come yet. Just keep eating. Keep marrying, drinking, having a party. I'm telling you, just as in Noah's time, they didn't know when it was coming, he's coming. And you only got one option other than perishing, and that's being covered by the blood of Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed, please. Nobody looking around. It's not embarrassing, but... It's just the way it is. <laughs> if 
you're here this morning. The Holy Spirit's been speaking to you, been touching you. Why don't you surrender and give your life to Jesus right where you're at? I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to single you out. Would you like to be covered today? Don't think for a second that you got to change your life, that you got to clean yourself up because you'll never do it. You're not able. You don't have the strength. But what God says, He cleans. So give your life to the Lord just the way you are, right where you're at. I'm not going to come to you. Slip your hand up. You say, Pastor, today I'd like to give my life to Christ. I'd like to give my life. I'd like to leave here today knowing that it is well with my soul. Is there one? Is there one? Want to tarry for a moment? I see your hand, sir. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Is there somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Every head still bowed, sir, that raised your head. Your hand, excuse me. Raise your head and open up your eyes. Look right at me. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. I want you to pray this prayer out loud because the Lord was not ashamed of you when, when he gave his life on a cross for you. And mean it with all of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, cleanse me. Cover me. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me of all of my failures, all of my sins. From this day forward, I'll do my best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. And we welcome this man to the family of God. All around the room, if you've got some work to do with your spiritual life, Lord pointed out some things to you today. Give me a hand show, huh? What you do at home influences your children. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 